The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Tonight's shapeshifter is Ndabe Mkize, who's chairman at IG Markets South Africa. He's got a list of degrees longer than your longest arm. Um, but essentially, I mean, you're an actuary, right, Ndabe? By, by, if we're going to summarize everything and distill it all down to everything, you, you're really trained as an actuary. That's where it all started. Uh, good evening, Bruce. Uh, yes, I, uh, I did actuarial science at uh, the University of Cape Town and worked for, for Old Mutual in the actuarial field for a number of years and then moved into investment management, and, um, but moved more towards uh, uh, CFA and Kaya, which basically uh, deals with uh, traditional asset management as well as alternative asset management. Well, what was it about? Uh, what was it about actuarial science that that appealed to you? A number of people love this idea of actuarial science. Uh, they're very good at it, and they build enormous careers, and in some cases, businesses out of um, the discipline of actuarial science. So, you're a very disciplined individual because it feels like hell on ice <laughs> uh, for for those of us who are not actuarially minded. Um, I heard about it uh, when I was at um, at high school. And obviously, uh, the the attraction of doing something different and doing something that is difficult um, and something where there were very few black people who were going into it appealed to me. Um, uh, my dad actually wanted me to be a medical doctor. And I guess in this uh, COVID-19 environment, um, we need all the doctors we can have. Um, but we had no black actuaries uh, before 1994. Um, so to use my skills to go into a field that is difficult um, and to do something that would also blaze the trail uh, for those who would follow behind appealed to me. Um, so I embarked on the degree and it was very good. Uh, I'm not a qualified actuary, but I, I went through the exams and then moved more to, to, to mm-hmm. asset management. Uh, but, but certainly uh, the, the experience um, uh, of working there and the risk management rigor um, and really being able to think outside of the box um, and, and challenge my, my paradigms uh, was very good. Did you do you regret not uh, going into medicine? I mean, a lot of people who go into medicine do regret it. It's messy and it's uh, people are very needy. Um, uh, but uh, a lot of people have medicine as a calling. Clearly, it wasn't your calling back then. But when you look back, do you have any regrets making the choices that you made? I actually don't. I, I I think the choice I made would probably in the future allow me to play a meaningful role um, in, in healthcare uh, by bringing the appropriate investment, by bringing building hospitals and funding people who are building hospitals. Um, so one can actually play a meaningful role in the healthcare system uh, as opposed to being a professional although one cannot run a hospital without those professionals. So I think for me, uh, given my disposition uh, and the fact that I tend to be versatile and being able to do a number of things, um, the position that I'm in and the training that I got um, uh, put me in good stead. Talk to me about going into managing money, portfolio management. I mean, I think that first uh, sort of venture out of actu- uh, out of actuarial science was into property management, wasn't it? I mean, I think that uh, was was the first experience of of getting into to managing assets. Yes, um, I actually um, left uh, Old Mutual and I joined uh, uh, Prudential Investment Managers. It was actually called Prudential Portfolio Managers back in two thousand and three. 
um, and I started covering um, normal equities, um, retail stocks. Um, that was very, very good. Uh, it was then followed by a move to coronation fund managers uh, in 2005, um, where I was in the absolute return team covering both equities as well as listed property. Um, back in 2005, uh, property was an, an, a little-known asset class that quickly started doing very well. Uh, so the returns, they made everyone pay attention. And I, I was there at the right time uh, before it became really big. Um, and I've covered it um, uh, through, uh, through various roles, even as I've uh, progressed to more high-level roles. Um, so it was actually uh, very good to, to move to asset management. And, um, and if I just think back uh, at my role um, on the actuarial side of things, especially in actuarial finance, where we would be looking at embedded values and looking at uh, changes to those embedded values, which is a measure uh, of how well a, a, an insurance company is doing it was clear that the mortality profits and the changes in expenses did not really explain a lot of the changes in embedded value earnings. It was actually investment returns. So I figured that if I'm to make a difference to uh, uh, the, the policyholders' lives, I need to be getting the investment returns well. Um, so moving in, into uh, the investment area, uh, which was still very rarefied, there were still very few uh, black investment professionals, let alone those who are CFA charter holders or, or Kaya charter holders. Um, it, it, it appealed to me and, and I've loved it since then. Um, even though as time goes on, uh, becoming a portfolio manager, becoming a deputy chief investment officer, and now chief investment officer, um, and, and, and um, looking at more um, non executive roles, mm. uh, especially at IG when I'm chairman, um, I still have to follow those asset classes and see how they are doing and see the difference that they can make um, sure. in whoever is investing or uh, in a, a pension fund setting, whatever the case might be. Is day job is as Chief Investment Officer at ESCOM, as Ndabe Mkize has just told us. He's also Chair of IG Markets and looking to expand his horizons on uh, from a non-executive point of view. But we'll talk more about ESCOM in just a moment because not the most popular place in South Africa right now. Not your fault, Ndabe. I'm not too sure whether you're a dab hand with a screwdriver and can fix a leak in a boiler, uh, but that's not the job. Your job is as Chief Investment Officer at ESCOM. We'll talk about that in a moment. Registered FSP. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Tonight, Shapeshifters worked in a lot of places, including Stanlib and Coronation, also in the Healthcare Property Fund, and then made a leap into the SOE sector, where he is today, Chief Investment Officer at ESCOM. Ndabe Mkize uh, is the Chief Investment Officer at ESCOM. He's also Chairman at IG Markets South Africa. Talk to me about that shift from private to public sector, Ndabe. What was the appeal? Uh, Bruce, uh, the appeal was the work I was going to do. It's, it's very easy for people to follow uh, brands, and, and there are plenty of uh, brands in asset management, and I'd worked uh, for a number of them. Um, it, it had given me credibility, and not only credibility, but very uh, tangible uh, skills. Um, but what I wanted to do was to actually be able to get the platform to be able to manage not only money, 
but to also manage uh, people and to manage pro- uh, projects. That's a skill set that you don't usually get in your typical asset management firm. You are either an analyst or a portfolio manager, and you can remain a, a PM for a very long time without managing people and being good at it and managing projects successfully. Um, I believe that um, the, that opportunity to move into EPPF gave me the opportunity to um, be able to manage all three. Um, I also believe that um, these institutions, um, be they public or pensions, they actually need to have very good people working for them because indeed we are working for more than 80,000 people or members that we have um, or a a large number of people are affected by it. So the decisions we make need to be made by people with skill, people with with integrity and where you actually have that, um, that scope to be able to bring to bear your experience and expertise. So that's what, what was appealing to me, and uh, I've been able to, to, to get that. And I think um, the exposure to various things, to, to business, not only in South Africa, but uh, internationally dealing with international asset managers, as well as in, um, in the rest of Africa, uh, the ability to deal with all, not only listed uh, markets, but also private markets because of our influence and in, in what we allocate to is actually what has made me a better manager um, of many people and projects, but also has elevated the stature such that you can have um, the likes of um, uh, IG Market South Africa seeing that there's some value that one can add, mm. um, especially in the areas of governance. Um, and um, I'm also, if I can just uh, uh, mention um, in passing, that I'm also uh, a chairman of the um, the Audit and Risk Committee of the JSE-listed uh, Fairvest Property Fund. So all of those things, um, I think they are bred in an environment where you're given a lot of scope to actually do things. So even though maybe the brand might not have been as high, highly placed as other asset managers you know, back in 2014, but I think the work that we've done speaks for itself and the fact that international firms are looking to us for leadership uh, means that uh, there's a lot that we can offer. Talk to me about the, the brand ESCOM. I mean, your association, you've had, you've, you've progressed through the ranks of asset management in South Africa with some very well-known and very well-respected brands. ESCOM doesn't strike me as a, one of those companies that when you put it on your CV necessarily is going to count massively in your favor one day. Uh, I, I would not be an authority to, to speak on, on, on the ESCOM brand per se. The only thing no, I but, can but say is that... It's your association, that, it's it's your association yeah. with the brand. I mean, that's... The, yes. And it's clearly, clearly you're yes. comfortable. I'm curious as to why you are. Yes, yes. I, I think they, 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 they ebb and flow. Um, and uh, it depends on what people are, are doing. We certainly, um, where I am, are, are doing the right things in, in, in investments. Um, we are, are very highly regarded by the asset managers uh, that we interrogate before we, we give uh, assets to. Um, so in, in this space, especially in institutional investments, it's more um, the on-the-ground presence that you have. So I, I believe it's been very strong. It's been very good. And I think the proof of the pudding is the fact that um, you are having, as I said, international companies and JSE-listed companies they can actually look at the CV behind and be able to uh, to see what is being said. 
And I think um, uh, the fact that we are also able to be thought leaders in various things in, um, in the space um, means that when you actually have the right people in place, uh, it can transform an organization and, and, and take a brand uh, you know, from strength to strength. Uh, what what does running the inve- the investment management unit of the ESCOM Pension and Provident Fund entail? Uh, there's a what ten billion dollars worth of assets. It's a huge pool of assets, and it's your responsibility in there to allocate those funds to the best asset managers that you are able to source locally and internationally. I mean, it's a it's an, an enormous responsibility. It's very humbling because you are dealing with um, people's livelihoods. Uh, one's pension is the the largest or the second largest asset that a person would have. So it certainly needs uh, a, a duty of care and a duty of skill uh, and to do that uh, as independently as, as possible. Um, so the way that we look at it is uh, to focus on our liabilities, uh, the promises that we make uh, to pay pension to our members and to have the, the appropriate increases over time. Um, so that focuses our minds. We have a more liability-driven uh, uh, focus or investment uh, style um, following an asset liability modeling, uh, modeling. So when we get down to allocating money to various asset managers, it is after we've gone through a very robust process of setting a a long-term investment strategy, which is approved by various people, fund actuary, ALM actuary, and finally has to also be accepted by the regulator. Um, And then having put that investment strategy, we then have to populate it with asset managers, both active and passive, and try by all means to make sure that they can uh, beat those benchmarks so that we can have the the best returns over a long period of time. Um, When you have COVID-19, it it puts Mm. all of those processes um, uh, under strain. uh, But when you have steady hands at the tiller, it is easy to be able to ride out the storms as we have been able to do so. Talk to me about Brian Molefe, because um, he still owes the ESCOM Pension and Provident Fund some money, doesn't he? Um, well, it is not a, an area that I, I deal with uh, because I focus uh, uh, mainly um, on investments. Uh, on but investment. I mean, yes, you don't you don't want pension fund money being paid out illegally, which appears it was, and he's got a court order instructing him to pay back. I think eleven out of thirty million that he claimed, and he wanted the rest, and the courts have said to him, "Give back eleven million." Um, what what is the position? I mean, surely it's a it's a topic of discussion. He's been at the Zondo Commission fairly recently. Uh, yes, I, I, I do believe that the best thing would actually be uh, uh, talk to uh, people who are uh, authorized to, to, to speak uh, authoritatively on that. But I, I would say um, that um, they, uh, we made sure that there is uh, no money uh, or the, the pension fund was never um, out of pocket. Um, so we know exactly what happened. But um, I think the important thing is that the pension fund was never out of pocket. And that has been thoroughly uh, tested. Um, the processes are underway, uh, as you have mentioned, the court case. Uh, but I think uh, for uh, you know, for this uh, evening, 
it is more proper to uh, talk to the people who are more appropriate for it. I mean, we, we, here we've got, I mean, ESCOM is a massive employer. It's going to become a smaller employer into the future. There's no way that ESCOM can sustain its headcount. I mean, the responsibility on you as Chief Investment Officer to make sure that the people who no longer work for ESCOM in the future are looked after is enormous. I mean, that's the, the real pressure here. Uh, and that's why we make sure that the, the assets are sufficient to cover the liabilities, uh, the promises we make. We have a very good funding ratio of 135%. What that means is when you take our assets, um, about $10 billion or call it 165 billion rands, and you divide it by the assets that we have, we have um, um, 35% more assets to actually uh, put as a surplus. So that makes us in a very strong position to to back those promises that we have made. And it's, it's, a, it's a very important statement because um, we believe that we are probably the uh, one of the, the best uh, funded uh, pension funds in South Africa and one of the best in the world. Uh, we have to because we don't have a balance sheet to, to really fall back on or it's not as strong. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it, it just goes to show the seriousness with which we take our job of ensuring that we have enough assets to meet our liabilities as they fall due and to ensure that we attract the right uh, caliber of people uh, to be able to, to to manage our money and to look after our pensioners. Ndabe Mgize, it's a big job. Thank you very much indeed for coming telling us about it. He is the Chief Investment Officer at ESCOM. Get the results from your business once with a winning employee benefits formula from Momentum Corporate working in partnership with you. They will apply their deep insights into the science of employee benefits to formulate your evidence-based solution. The result will be employees who feel appreciated, protected and invested in the success of your business. Momentum Corporate success is a science.